This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1192, Three Extreme Things I Would Do on the Day of My Divorce, by Eddie Corbano of lovesagame.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino. Really glad that you've joined me today and that you're focused on bettering your relationships. Could be a nice thing to add as a New Year's resolution if you haven't already. Now today I'll be sharing a post for you that comes from Eddie Corbano of lovesagame.com. Eddie likes to share information on how to handle breakups mostly, and today he'll be answering a tough question that one of his readers asked him. So let's take a look at this post from Eddie and optimize your life. Three Extreme Things I Would Do on the Day of My Divorce by Eddie Corbano of lovesagame.com Eddie What would you do if you got divorced today? That's a real question from a subscriber. The answer is that, without any hesitation, I would do three things immediately. Three important things that 99% of people going through breakups tragically fail to do. These aren't easy, and they're somewhat counterintuitive. But doing them is a prerequisite for a fast recovery, if you have been chosen to take this path. Don't be shocked, some people just don't want to heal. It didn't come naturally to me either. Sixteen years ago, I was paralyzed and clueless about how to get over my then ex. I made all the mistakes you can make. The worst one was that I was so completely unmotivated to engage in my recovery for such a long time. I allowed myself to aimlessly float down the proverbial river, allowing things to happen. I had no control over anything, anyway. My second worst mistake. Then, of course, it all came crashing down, and I lost a precious year of my life. Think about that. A year of my life. Spending it by hoping, crying myself to sleep, walking through the streets like a zombie, almost losing my job, and worst of all, blocking myself from finding real love. I could have been with my today wife much earlier. What I didn't know back then is that recovery from a breakup progresses in stages. And it's a battle of mindsets and beliefs. Three things you should do right after your breakup. So why should you care? How can you actually use this information? My hope is that this will pull you out of that mental state of inaction, if you are not seriously committed to your recovery yet. Maybe you're still clinging to hope or refusing to heal, fearing to lose them for good. Either way, here are three things Eddie Corbano, yours truly, would do if he were to sign his divorce papers today, and what you should do as well. Number one, I would inform my ex immediately that I need time and space to heal. I would not want to be contacted in any way. 
I would inform her face-to-face about that, to send a signal of confidence and strength to myself. I would not allow myself to be pulled into drama. But there are many cases where it makes much more sense to send a no-contact letter instead. You can use a proven template like the one we have in our course. I would also inform my children that I would see them a little less frequently for a short period of time. I'd go above and beyond to protect their emotional well-being. Number two, I would spend 80% of my efforts on convincing myself of two things. One, it's over between us. And two, this isn't my end, but my new beginning. As I've said before, wrong mindsets and beliefs are your enemies. I would fight this hard and with everything I've got, everything I've learned since my own breakup back then, and all the things that effectively worked on the hundreds of people I've coached since 2005. Number three, I would find someone to help me stay on track with no contact. A no contact buddy or no contact group would take care of relapses in weak moments. Because the no contact rule in theory is a great concept, but so hard to follow without help. It's really all about motivation and perseverance, giving you time for a change in perspective. You need this so you can rediscover the person you really are, without all the disturbing ex-interference. That's what creates epiphanies and makes your recovery sustainable. Conclusion The three steps I've outlined are the things you should do the minute you decide you want to get over your ex. I recommend anyone to follow this, as it will prevent you from sabotaging your own recovery. This is basically a rough blueprint for getting over anyone fast. Yes, I know it's all easier said than done. Believe me, nobody knows that better than I do. But here's the deal. You only have two options. Allow this devastating experience to consume you and block yourself off from life. Or use it to have better relationships in the future. Thus, breaking bad relationship patterns you've maybe had your whole life. Or finding emotional independence and inner peace. That's also a goal worth reaching for sure. I, for one, am very confident that I will never divorce because I laid the groundwork and attracted the right person, my wife. You can do that too. Take the steps I've outlined in this article. Whatever you do, have the courage to take the first step toward your recovery today, as I would being in your shoes. Your friend, Eddie Corbano. You just listened to the post titled, Three Extreme Things I Would Do on the Day of My Divorce by Eddie Corbano of lovesagame.com And thanks a lot to Eddie for this article, especially since I have to assume it was at least slightly uncomfortable to imagine all of that. Now he's laid a great groundwork though, something that we can all keep in our back pockets should we break up or divorce in the future. And that being said, we also need to embrace the unexpected both unexpected feelings and unexpected variables that pertain to our unique relationship. So for example, no contact is really not an option if you have children with this person. We also might find ourselves redefining no contact, you know? Maybe we don't want to reach out to be friends or to get back together, but we could find ourselves wanting to reach out and express anger instead, convincing ourselves that it would be okay to do this if You know, it means that we're only establishing further distance and wanting to get something off of our chest that we were unable to before. So, I would take this article and focus mostly on the foundation of it, which is to take space, heal, and find a support system, rather than getting so attached to the steps specifically. They are great, uh, but they might be tougher to uphold than you think. That is going to do it for me, though, troops. As always, I thank you for being here and making another episode possible. I hope you liked this one and took something from it. 
Uh, though hopefully, again, none of us ever have to break up or get divorced ever again. Who knows? Wouldn't that be so nice? <laughs> okay, guys, be sure to come on back tomorrow. I'm going to have another post for you that I'm excited to share. That's where your optimal life awaits. <laughs>